Taylor Van at Taylor Radio. Thank you for tuning in, listening. Um, we got another interesting episode, a pretty cool episode, actually. Um, it'll help you with your kids um, and parenting skills, parenting styles, and, and discipline and communication, things like that. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually recording this uh, right now. I'm live on Instagram. You can go to Anna Taylor Radio on Instagram. Um, I'm also recording this for my YouTube channel, Anna Taylor Radio Channel. You can go and listen to the podcast at anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now. Or just type in Anna Taylor Radio to Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Radio Republic, wherever there's a podcast, it should pop up. I'm on pretty a lot of platforms. So, um, I'm also on Facebook, Anna Taylor Radio. Uh, and TikTok, uh, Anna Taylor Radio Now, and Twitter, Anna T Radio. So you get the point, Anna Taylor Radio. <laughs> uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, ideas, or want to be a guest on my podcast show, please email me at Anna Taylor Radio Now at gmail.com. Today's episode, like I said, it's uh, Kids Have a love, love Language too, Bridging the uh, Communication Gap with Love. And Basically, um, which I've went over in a previous episode about the five love languages, uh, basically, which, which is uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. Okay, so, um, you know, mostly, you know, it, it's for adults to, you know, for bridging that communication gap, that love barrier, uh, and how you want to be loved, how you prefer to be loved I, I need to be loved you know it's good for couples and relationships and but it's also good for children too so you know we're gonna get into that today so here we go hello I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio I'm recording this uh somewhat live um, this is, uh, Instagram right now live. That's live live. <laughs> and then later this will be uploaded. I have a video uploading to YouTube, um, on my YouTube channel, Anna Taylor Radio channel. And also you can listen to this podcast wherever you're listening at, at anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now, or, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, things like that. So we're, let's get into this. We're going to talk about how kids have a love language to the five love languages. So if you don't know what the five love languages are, um, by the way, uh, I, I got this information. I got accredited to the five love languages.com. Um, that's where you can actually find the quiz, the actual quiz to find out what your love language is. And there's five love languages, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. So how do you want to be loved? How do you need to be loved? Do you like uh, cuddles more? Do you like uh, holding hands and, you know, whether it be sex, whether it be intimacy, you know, holding and touching, that's physical touch. Or do you like getting gifts more often? Do you like being, do you like being told I love you more and you're, you're, great, you're beautiful, you're awesome, you're this, you're that, words of affirmation, you know, and most times, and, you know, when you take the quiz, you're going to see that you have a little bit of each that you like, and, um, but there's going to be a predominant one, like, you know, I think, I, I took the quiz, I can't remember my, all my love languages, um, but 
I believe the highest one I had was words of affirmation. I need to be validated and hear and heard that, you know, I need to hear that I'm loved, I'm worthy, you know. I like to hear that I'm beautiful and pretty and stuff like that because I have low self-esteem um, and things like that. I have neglect issues and stuff. So, um, but see, with kids, see, the difference between adult, the adult five love languages and children five love languages, okay? With the adults, these are preferences. These are how you prefer to be loved, right? I prefer gifts. I prefer someone to buy me gifts. I prefer someone to spend quality time with me. I prefer you know, um, someone to help me out with the dishes or help me clean the house or something like that, you know, um, but with kids, these are needs. Okay. These aren't just preferences because the kids are not old enough yet really to have a preference. You know, this is how they need to be loved and it will help with discipline and communication, things like that. Because every child, you know, if, if you have multiple children, Every child is needs to be disciplined differently. You know, what works for one child might not work for the other. You know, you might spank, which I personally am not for corporal punishment. I'm totally against it. I used to spank my kids, but I don't anymore because it just, it's it's not right. It, that's just my opinion. Agree to disagree. You can turn the podcast off now. If you don't like what I have to say, it's whatever. But I don't believe in corporal punishment. Um, but let's say you spank your oldest child and then... You go to the next kid and you go to spank them and they're, and it just doesn't phase them. They're just like, oh, I don't care. Like, oh, I just got a butt whooping, but you know what? I'm going to do it again, you know, but maybe like putting them in the corner or taking away uh, things that they love, like the video games or whatever they have, you know, that makes them, you know, happy or satisfied or whatever, you know, that is what gets to them. You know, like they may not get, take to spankings, but they'll take to you taking their tablet away or something. You know what I mean? And, um, and plus, you know, with the five love languages, this is a way to nurture the children, okay? You're nurturing them um, with love and, and the way that they need to be loved. You know, one kid might not like to be touched very much. You know, let's say your oldest doesn't really like cuddles, and which most children do, and they do need cuddles. They do need hugs and kisses. But as they get older, whatever, you know, maybe they're not as touchy-feely, you know. Maybe they like to hear that, you know, they're doing a good job and and that they're loved and, you know, things like that. So, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, you know, everybody has uh, different learning styles. Everybody has different ways of coping or dealing and different sens sensitivity levels. This goes into a different way. Like I said, different, every kid is different in the way of discipline, you know, where one thing might work for one kid, but that might not work for the next kid or the next kid or the next kid or however many kids you have. Um, everybody has their own sensitivity level. Some kids are super duper sensitive. Some aren't. Um, and in growing up, you know, obviously it's it's a scientific fact that, you know, what we experience as children really does affect us, like, in our adult life. Um, and, and it forms how we, uh, you know, treat people later on and how we treat ourselves and view ourselves and things like that. I mean, it's, it's a fact. Um, so, you know, as far as, like, uh, ways of coping and dealing, you know, Everything is better with love. That's just love makes the world go around. I mean, it really does. And the answer is love. 
And um, you can't go wrong with it. You really can't. So with the different styles of discipline um, and the way you're nurturing, like with these love languages and stuff, like I said, if, if you are disciplining a child the wrong way, you're disciplining them how you disciplined your first one or you're disciplining them, you know, how, how you know better. This is how your mom and dad did it. This is how you're doing it. Your mom and dad spanked you, so you're going to spank your kids. You know, you're just doing what you know, you know. You don't know any better, right? So um, that can cause actually neglect issues. You know, if you're not loving your child the way that they need to be loved, it can cause neglect issues. You know, you hear all the time, but they had such a great life and, and I loved you. You know, I did everything for you. How can you turn out this way? And, you know, like think about criminals. Like, can you imagine criminals, criminal, criminals, their, their mothers, okay? And a lot of criminals come from good backgrounds. They were loved. They were nurtured. They were, you know, they grew up in a good home. They had good education, a family, but yet they turn out to be bad people and psychotic or sociopaths or narcissists or criminals anyway. What went wrong? You know what I mean? So there's a factor, there had to been a factor in their childhood of neglect, whether it was, you know, meant or not by a parent you know maybe the mother we'll just use the mother as an example maybe the mother you know she loved the child best she knew how but maybe that child just didn't get what what they needed you know like and the mother just didn't know any better you know so that's where that neglect issue came in um so what there's here's some examples okay so like with the physical touch words of affirmation acts of service gifts and quality time okay like with adults you know like i said some examples of uh physical touch would be like you know sex or intimacy or holding hands or hugging kissing stuff like that okay words of affirmation like i love you um uh, you're beautiful, you're so pretty, uh, man, you're hot, look at your butt, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, with your spouse or, or your partner, things like that, acts of service, helping with the dishes or, you know, having around the house, having, take the kids to soccer or, you know, whatever, um, gifts, you know, quality time, watch a movie together, whatever. As far as kids go, it's, it's similar, similar examples, but not as uh, grown up. So some physical touch examples would be like cuddles and kisses. So like, you know, just cuddling and holding, you know, holding your baby, holding your, your little baby, your toddler. And as they get older, you know, and some kids, as they get older, whether they're, you know, five and up or 10 and up, that some of them still like to cuddle with their parents. You know, they, they curl up next to mommy or, or daddy and, you know, they just like that. They just love cuddling, you know, and cuddles and kisses and Words of affirmation, um, you know, loving words of praise, like, good job, look how you, oh, I love your artwork, wow, you're a great artist, you know, stuff like that, like, I can't, good job, you know, just, just praise them with words, loving words, acts of service, um, chores without complaint, so basically, um, you know, kids nowadays are actually, especially the older ones, are bogged down with a lot of schoolwork mainly you know they have and I'm a firm believer in no homework I hate homework I've always hated homework I don't believe in homework I think it's bullshit I think that um it does not I don't think the school 
should have a right to intrude on my children's home life. When they come home, that's family time, period. That is time for their family, not school. They've been in school since what? What do they go to school? Like 7 o'clock in the morning until 3-something in the afternoon? I mean, how many hours? That, that's most of the day. That's most of the day, right? So it's like, you know, and then they have to come home and do homework. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many, how long does the school have to have their claws in my kids, you know? And, and, and it's like, you know, for working parents, it, it's not like you go to work and come home and, and then you got to do some extra work. Well, maybe with some people, you know, if you didn't finish something up, depending on what job you have, you know, like an office job or something like that. But most people don't bring their work home with them. You know what I mean? So, you know, leave it at school. But either way, there's homework. And, you know, they're bogged down with homework. They're worried about their grades or chores you know even home home stuff you know whether it be school there's home things and then there's other extra you know extracurricular activities if they're involved in sports or dance or theater or you know whatever you know they have a lot going on so it's like you know when it comes to chores and things like that maybe cut them a break you know and uh maybe like you do the dishes yeah i mean it's hard being a parent especially a single parent and obviously it helps when your kids are older and they can help around the house and clean up their own mess. But, you know, kids have a lot going on and, you know, maybe give them a break sometimes. You know, they're just kids. So, um, with uh, gifts, everybody loves a gift, okay? Like, <laughs> who doesn't love Christmas or the birthday, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, you know, just like with adults, everybody loves gifts and especially kids. Because kids, oh, I mean, what kid does not love a surprise? You know, like, oh, my God, Mommy got me this. You know, so little things here and there, they're going to be like, oh, that's so cool, you know, because it, it's thoughtful. And this is with anybody. Like, and by the way, I'm looking at two cameras, two different cameras. Look at my Instagram Live because, you know, I'm addressing that audience. And then I'm looking at my YouTube channel um, video and I'm addressing the audience too so if you're watching this I'm moving my head back and forth to address each audience so anyway so with the gifts um you know it's it's a thoughtful gesture it's like you know you didn't have to do this and you took the time out of your busy day to think of me and go out of your way to go to a store or go wherever or whatever wherever and use your funds, your financial means of living to buy me this gift, right? And it doesn't matter what the gift is, but it's a thought that counts, right? It's, it's just thoughtful, you know, so who doesn't like a gift? And then quality time, uh, distraction-free time together. So basically, you know, if you've ever heard the uh, cliche, like, uh, go go outside and play. Mommy's working right now or daddy's working right now. I'll, I'll play ball with you later. And the kid's like, okay. Comes back an hour later. Dad, are you done yet? No, I, I'm sorry, kiddo. I, I got a lot to do. You know, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing to the kid. It's like rejecting them, you know, and it's neglecting them. And that's where neglect issues come in. It's like, Jesus. It's like they can't put down their work for, like, even 10 minutes to go play ball with me like really you know what I mean and it's like you have 24 hours in a day you know and this is part of time management if you don't know about time management maybe I should do an episode on it but time management is key and 
I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how busy you are. You can put down whatever you're doing at least for 10 minutes, 15, 30 minutes even to spend time, quality, uninterrupted time with your child because you need to cherish those moments regardless because in a blink of an eye, they're going to be all grown up and they're going to be gone out of your life, meaning they're not going to be living at home you know, yeah, it's, it take it's energy draining to nurture a child. It's, it's hard to be a parent yet. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also rewarding. And when they grow up, a piece of you is going to feel gone because you know, that's your child and now they're all grown up and they've flown the nest and, and they're gone. You know, they have their own life to live and, uh, you're going to want to cherish each moment that you have with your child, you know, so those are just some examples of, uh, of, you know, love languages that you can do with kids. Um, so online, uh, if you go to the five love languages.com, okay. Five love languages.com. They have, um, a, a, a guide, like a, a five love language guide to kind of like critique your love language and also to find your child's love language to help you find your love language they have the quiz for you they have a quiz for the kids um they have a mystery game um that's for your kids um and uh of course they have the actual quiz now if you want to look up the children's stuff um the url has like you know how urls go it's like five love languages.com slash this slash that slash five 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 six seven eight nine slash whatever okay i'm not going to read all the slashes but google the five love languages for children and it'll come up okay but it'll have the quiz and stuff like that so what we're going to do whoever you are if you're at home um wherever you are if you have time to do this or maybe come back to this episode and do this Grab some paper and grab a pen or pencil, something to write with, an estilo, I think that's how you say it in Spanish, and we're going to go over a guide with each acts of service, okay? I'm going to read these questions off, and what you're going to do is, which you're probably just going to have to just pause it after I ask the question, write down your answer, and then press play. I'll ask the next question, pause it, write down your answer. And basically after you finish these, these are just to reflect over, you know? Um, and, and these are really good questions too. So, um, basically, and they talk about a tank, which is a love tank. Okay. Filling up your love tank, you know, um, nurturing with love. Uh, it's an interactive guide of study questions and exercises, uh, it says for you and your spouse, and uh, this is to help teach you, you know, kind of give you perspective as to what your children are going through and how they feel. It's kind of going, bringing you back to the basics. It's, it's bringing you back to your childhood and how you felt. So now you can, you know, maybe relate to how your children maybe feel. Okay. Um, and again, like I said, this is at www.fivelovelanguages.com. Um, so the first one, so there's going to be six different categories. There's the five love languages. And the first one is called love is the foundation. So this is going to be the like prequel to the five love languages. Okay. So go ahead and grab a pen and paper, pause this episode and, uh, go ahead and grab that. 
and I'm going to get into each of these questions and then just I'm just going to keep reading them off and you just pause and and write down your answer. Okay, ready? Here we go. Love is the foundation. That's the title of this first study guide. Number 1. Of all the times you have felt love for or expressed love to your child, have there been occasions when that expression of love was conditional? That is based on something she or he set, uh, did rather than who she or he is. Do you ever express love just because? Number two, what are some things you could do over the next week to fill up that tank? Remember the love tank? What are some things you could do over the next week to fill up that love tank? What takes away from it? Number three, how did your parents fill or not fill your emotional love tank? What can you learn from your childhood experience as you seek to love your own child? Number four, let's see. Uh, what is the best way to respond when your child's behavior disappoints you? All right, that's all the questions for that one. Um, you know, just reflect over those. Now we're going to move on to the next one, which is physical touch. Okay, this is the first love language, physical touch. And the first question, were your parents physically affectionate or not so much? What effect does this have on you today? Number two. Based on what you've learned in this chapter, well, this is from the book, <laughs> do you provide enough touch to your children in appropriate circumstances? Why or why not? How could you improve? Number three, where are the boundaries where physical touch might be harmful or excessive for each child? Number four, Discuss ways to get involved in low-key, age-appropriate forms of physical touch in addition to the normal hugs and kisses your children need. Uh, identify opportunities to put these other forms of touching into practice. Number five. Over the next week, increase your physical touch with your children, but make it age-appropriate as well as what fits each child's unique personality. Determine the effects of this and their response. And this is just for discussion. This says, how can you tell if one of your kids has physical touch as their love language? How do you respond, especially if it isn't your primary love language? Just to reflect. All right, we're moving on to number two. Number two love language, words of affirmation. Um, think about positive, or excuse me, number one. <laughs> think about positive and negative words from your childhood. What impact did they have both at the time and over the long term? Number two, have you seen a similar impact in your own kids from words spoken by you or your spouse? What are ways you can change the tune moving from negative and angry words to positive and lovingly corrective ones? Number three. 
We often assume our children understand our love, even if we don't always express it. But children are very literal and may need to hear an explicit expression of love from us. Over the next week, every time you feel love, express it as directly as possible to your children. At the end of the week, ask them if they better understand your love for them. Now, moving on to number three love language, quality time. Number one, how much quality time, that is, time spent with your child beyond meeting their essential needs, have, your ch- uh, have you given each of your children during the past week? What kind of quality time does each of your children desire? Ask each of them what they enjoy most with you and why it's meaningful. Number two. The tyranny of the urgent is a serious problem in our, and sometimes our kids, schedules. Look back over the past month. What got in the way of spending quality time with your children? Moving on to number three. How might you take daily or weekly chores or responsibilities on the part of your child and turn them into shared learning experiences? How could you make the most of quote-unquote car time or bedtime? Okay. Now moving on to number four love language, which is gifts. Number one, think of a gift you received either as an adult or a child that really meant a lot to you. Why did it mean so much and what does this tell you about yourself? Number two, think back carefully to a gift you've given with mixed motives. Be honest, has there ever been a hint of payback, bribery, or even materialism or personal vanity? Number three, examine the toys you have bought for your children recently or recreational and entertainment items you have to uh, to your teens, gave to your teens. What were the upsides and downsides of each? Number four, within the next month, give a gift to your children that is not tied to a special occasion and note their responses and what those responses tell you about their attitudes towards gifts. All right, here's the last one. Number five, love language, acts of service. Here we go. Number one, do your children ever see you serving someone else beyond the family? Number two, take inventory of everything you do for your child. Is it too much? Would your child be better off if you taught him or her some of these things? Number three, how do your kids respond when you ask them to perform some act of service? What, what needs work in this area? This is just for discussion. It says, discuss whether you as parents tend to, quote unquote, do too much for your kids. What are some of the things that get in the way of of an attitude of service? How can we teach or encourage our children to serve others within within the family? And what examples of appropriate acts of service for our children? Now, when you find this study guide online, because this is on on the website, thefivelovelanguages.com, okay? Um, it's a study guide and it's going to, it's going to go over different things. So we just went over, um, actually six different things. The first one, you know, was the love and then the five love languages, right? So the next one, it says how to discover your child's primary love language. And then it goes through questions. 
and then uh, discipline in the in the love languages it goes over questions learning in the love languages goes over questions anger and love and then speaking the love languages in single parent families speaking the love languages in marriage I mean, the study guide is awesome. I highly suggest you look it up and do it. Um, even if you did it with me just now, um, you know, you can look this up and do the rest of them on your own if you'd like to. But yeah, those are just things to ponder over and think about. And, you know, the, the quiz for the kids, um, it's the Love Languages Mystery Game. <laughs> makes it fun, you know, and it's, and it's just a, you can print it out um, or do it online, whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, uh, basically you just ask your kid, do you want this or this? Like, number one is, uh, do you want to give me a hug or tell, tell me you that you're terrific? And they'll be like, I would rather you tell me you're, that I'm terrific. Okay, circle B. Number two, I've got a special birthday present for you. Or, I'll help you with your project. Um, I have a special gift for you. Okay, circle C. You know, and you just go down the list, you know, and just, you know, circle it. And that's how you can find your kid's love language. And, it, and then you can um, tally up the th the, the uh, answers and things like that. And then it'll help you figure out your child's love language. And the love language, it has an actual quiz. And it has a quiz for adults, too. So it's pretty cool. The five love languages is pretty much revolutionary. Um it's a revolutionary thing. I'm telling you, like, it really helps. So, um, the, it, and it's a book. It's a book called The Five Love Languages, okay? It was written by Dr. Gary Chapman. Um, he has a PhD and is the author of the best-selling The Five Love Languages series, which <clears throat> has sold more than 20 million worldwide and has been translated into 50 languages. Um, Dr. Chapman travels the world presenting seminars on marriage, family, and relationships, and his radio program air on more than 400 stations. He lives in North Carolina with his wife, Carolyn. That's what it says on the website. So that's Dr. Gary Chapman. He's the inventor or author of the five love languages, which is pretty, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really helps, you know, and it's really interesting. You know, it helps you learn yourself, too. You know, and you got to understand self-love. You know, you got to know how to, how you want to be loved and how you need to be loved. So basically, um, so yeah, that, that's it for this episode. Um, you know, go to the website, look up the study guides, look up the quizzes, take, take quiz for yourself. Even if you're a single parent, even if you're not dating anybody, it doesn't hurt to know what your love language is. That way when you meet somebody or if you meet somebody, hey, you know what your love language is and then maybe your partner then later on, you know, whenever you get with somebody, or, you know, start dating, whatever, they can take a quiz to and you learn their love language. But what's the most important here, you know, is for, this is for children, this episode specifically. So I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. I really appreciate you listening to my podcast and supporting my podcast. You can actually subscribe now to my podcast. Just scroll to the bottom of anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now. That's where you can subscribe and um don't be afraid to don't be a stranger <laughs> come back and listen to more episodes share this podcast go to my tiktok and um anna taylor radio now and go ahead and share those videos um like i said you can find me on pretty much any podcast platform anna taylor radio and any comments questions concerns 
ideas or want to be a guest on my show, then email me at annataylorradionow at gmail.com. Well, that's it for today. I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day.